It's playoff time. Big stakes, bigger promotions every day of basketball and hockey playoffs. DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part? It's free for you to get a shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's game and track your results throughout the evening. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Wednesday, May 19th. It's Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down uh, the uh, Wednesday card and to steal a line from Marenzi, my good buddy, as we pick up the pieces post-BetCast. That's exactly what we're doing here. Uh, Picking up the pieces in a good way, though. We're not picking up the pieces as in something disastrous happened. In fact, it was quite the contrary. Last night's first ever Ice Guys BetCast was awesome. It was off the charts. The camaraderie, the company that uh, Alex, Jimmy, and I got to have with our loyal fans and viewers and listeners and the people that are the lifeline of this show that give it life because they watch us and they join us every single day to get great NHL betting coverage uh, on a daily basis. Uh, They made the BetCast what it was. Uh, Everybody involved. There's too many to name. We'd be here forever. But you know who uh, joined us on the stream uh, last night uh, during the uh, BetCast. Uh, It was absolutely outstanding uh great camaraderie lots of fun lots of laughs uh lots of a uh, great conversation uh everybody's just down to earth chill relaxed and like to just have a good time it's uh, that's what i was uh impressed by with uh seeing and talking to a lot of people for the first time you know face to face and uh, all that uh on the uh, betcast and uh yeah i mean from a betting perspective for me it was an up and down night with the pregame bets but we cashed a couple live winners we had the uh over in the Vegas game, uh, three and a half. I, I took that knowing that there could be an empty net goal or a late goal. We got that. We had some goal score props that cashed in the Pittsburgh Islanders game very quickly. I mean, we got Brian Rust and Jeff Carter goal score props on the board in the very first period. Uh, so that game was very good. Uh, Florida was disappointing as someone that liked the Panthers there. And, of course, Vegas did what they had to do, tie the series up 1-1 as the scene shifts to uh, Minnesota for Game 3. But all in all, an outstanding first-ever BetCast. We're aiming for Friday night, guys, for the next one. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll make it official probably in the next 24 hours. But unless, you know, suddenly uh, something happens where uh, 
the technology or internet cut out gets cut out or whatever uh we're looking at friday night for sure uh, for our next betcast uh, so hopefully if you didn't join us last night uh for the bet first betcast uh you're able to join us friday night uh for the next one we're definitely looking forward to it start of the weekend what better way to start the weekend than another booze fest on the ice guys a betcast on friday night watching and betting some hockey can't get better than that uh alex um i know you joined us for a big part of the night uh, as well uh, on that betcast it was a lot of fun wasn't it yeah it was a it was a blast and thanks to everybody who you know joined us and uh, whether you watched or you're part of the conversation uh it was absolutely awesome that was, that was a, a lot of fun and like i said can't wait to do that again so we maybe turn around and do it as early as friday so uh, definitely looking forward to that, but I, I definitely enjoyed the night. Like, you know, cash some live winners myself. Had a, the first period overs in both uh, Tampa, Florida, and uh, with the uh, uh, Pen- Penguins Islanders game. And the thing was, I, I mentioned it on the show earlier that day. I said I'm gonna, you know, use this live time to, you know, attack these, you know, better numbers. And we got two great prices plus prices uh, that we wouldn't have had if we'd been in pregame. So uh, really happy that everybody tailed along with that. And uh, like, it just it was just an absolute blast. Yeah, it was. It was just, it wasn't even a show. I mean, it's called a BetCast show. It was a party. It was a get together. It's like, you know, if you were actually with, you know, friends and family and relatives uh, and, and in your area and you just hung out and drank and watched hockey. And that's like, that's exactly what it was, except it was virtually. It's the only difference, but it was the same kind of atmosphere and uh, environment. Uh, and it was great. Uh, no question. So uh, the re- and we were talking off air right before the show, Alex and I. We did. I did consider for sure Thursday maybe being the next betcast, but I figured, you know what? It would be the same slew of games we got last night uh, during the betcast. We want to vary it up. Friday, we'll get Boston series. We'll get the Colorado series. We'll get Winnipeg-Edmonton. We'll get some different games uh, on Friday night to actually watch and uh, bet live uh, during the show. And I'll be honest, and I'm sure some of you guys that were joining us last night maybe agree with me here. You might need a little bit more than just two days to shake off last night. So, you know, let's let's give you two full days. No, no betcast Wednesday, no betcast Thursday. Uh, let's bring you back Friday. You'll be a little bit fresher, a little bit more energy, you know, be maybe a little bit more energized for a Friday night betcast than say a Thursday night betcast. And look, it would be a great way to start the weekend. So uh, Friday night is what we're aiming for with our second uh, betcast. Uh, Alex, uh, how about some thoughts from last night uh, overall, just under the three games quickly, and then we'll get to today's card. Uh, I mentioned it last night on the show, uh, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. You can check out the end of last night's BetCast. I basically gave you final thoughts, what I thought of last night's games. Uh, but what what did you think? My first quick thought is, is that Pittsburgh, great game, bounce back from Jari. Florida, disappointing. The Drieger cha- the change to put Drieger in net didn't give them that boost that I thought. And look, Barkov and Huberto shut down. That was the difference in the end. And look, Vegas, again, capitalized on some chances and Flurry outstanding in net, did what they had to do. Uh, Alex, what did you think of last night's games? Yeah, I mean, they were all, you know, fun games to watch. And like I said, you know, b- big bounce backs for Pittsburgh and Vegas. Uh, they needed those. That Vegas game, you know, still interesting to see that, you know, defense is going to be the mantra uh, moving forward with these two teams. And, you know, it's not going to be uh, the high-scoring affairs we saw during the regular season, it seems like, after, after two games. But... Now we got, you know, where series are going to shift venues now. You know, that series is going to go to Minnesota. You got the Pittsburgh series going to Long Island. So uh, now we get to see, you know, what changes are going to be made with, you know, those teams now hitting the road. Uh, and like I said, Florida, disappointing loss. Uh, you know, it's going to be really hard for them to bounce back now having to go into Tampa. Uh, they won't have the, that same home ice advantage, that's for sure. Uh, now it's going to be all Bolts fans, uh, you know, screaming their heads off. So definitely looking forward to see what happens in those uh, respective game threes. 
Absolutely. Okay, very briefly, very briefly, Calgary and Vancouver here, this uh, playing for exercise game to wrap up the uh, regular season. Um, Calgary minus 165 home favorites, the total six for the most part uh, across the board. I'm, I wouldn't look in any direction but the over because of the fact that it's just a meaningless game. There's not a whole lot of defensive intensity and focus uh, for these teams just playing out the string. Uh, you kind of saw that in the third period. The scoring exploded. Uh, probably was a bit of a bad, not a bit of, it was a bad beat or push if you had the under in that game because it was two to one for the longest time. And then you had an explosion in the final uh, five minutes of that game uh, to go over that number or push if you had it six uh, on the total with yesterday's game. But uh, I think the Flames, it's their spot. It's, you know, Vancouver won their home finale. I think they wanted to. It was their final home game. They played like it. Now I think the shoe's on the other foot now uh, in this one. Calgary's home finale. I think they want to put a final uh, impression on everybody to wrap up their season, uh, playing their final game here at home. But there's no way I'm laying minus 165 with Calgary. Just absolutely no way I'm doing that. So for me, it's just a small lean to the over, but just probably a lean is all it will be. Uh, Alex, anything at all for you at this game? No, the same thing. I would, the only thing I could look at here would be the over, uh, especially at a plus price. But that, that's about it. Like I said, these are, you know, Games are just you know just playing out the string at this point. So we could see a one nothing game, or we could see a, a eight to seven game. Uh, I just don't want to even take a risk on it. Yeah, uh, and that th- that is the last regular season game that we will have to talk about. So uh, grid stuff. It's all playoffs now after that. And that game, by the way, is an early afternoon game. They're starting that one at three thirty uh, Eastern time. So just be aware of the start time. They want no part of putting that game at the same time as the playoff games tonight. Uh, speaking of which, the first playoff game uh, tonight is a 6.30 p.m. Eastern start for TV purposes so they could do the doubleheader and get to Winnipeg-Edmonton, the second game of the doubleheader on NBCSN at 9 Eastern. Uh, we've got the uh, Boston Bruins minus 160 to minus 170 home favorites here. Uh, the total right now, uh, five and a half here shaded to the under in this game. This is an interesting one to bet because you look at it. The Boston price has gone up significantly. I think there's some kind of boost that the Bruins get from an overtime win in game two with Brad Marchand scoring the overtime win. Remember, they're basically three minutes away from going down two zip in this series. And then Taylor Hall gets the tying goal. Brad Marchand wins it in overtime. Bruins did what they said they would do. And that's throw a lot more pucks at the net uh, against Craig Anderson. Uh, That's exactly what happened. Uh, I think you're going to see this Boston Bruins team uh, end up really bolstered by that win. And I think in the first period of this game, they come out flying. I don't know if it means they win the game, but I think in the first period, you see Boston playing quite well. I'm going to go with the first period puck line on the Bruins here at plus 150. You know, it's a very good price. Minus a half goal, Boston plus 150. I think they carry the momentum from game two's overtime victory into tonight. I don't want the money line for the full game. I don't want puck line or regulation line or any of that with Boston because I do think Washington might start slow, Alex, and then get gradually better uh, as the game goes on. But I think Boston, look, big win, excited, first playoff home game at TD Garden, first playoff home game with fans, obviously, in a very, very long time. Uh, I think that is just all the energy they need. They finally rattled Craig Anderson a little bit in that game. Uh, We'll have to wait and see if he is back in net. But uh, I think Boston carries that momentum. I think the best bet for the Boston side in this game 
is that first period puck line minus a half goal plus 150 uh, in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here with uh, Boston Washington game three? Yeah, I'm looking at the first period over with this one. We've already seen it cash twice so far. And you look at the last six games, it's five and one with the one under uh, coming in that you know meaningless last uh, regular season meeting where you know the Bruins are basically playing all their guys from Providence. Uh, so you know we've seen these two teams get off the fast starts. Uh, like you said, I think that's where you know Boston uh, mantra is going to be tonight. So I like the first period over. You get it uh, over one and a half at even money. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I forgot to mention I do like the uh, five and a half over as well, plus one twenty. Uh, I'm going to go with that again. I mean, uh, the, the shots were incredible. The shot volume, the shot attempts. Um, if that carries over, you know, if you have that many shot attempts like you had in game two of this series it's going to be difficult to keep any game under six goals total in this series because that was a high volume uh that was a shoot from anywhere mentality uh obviously cassidy preached it for boston after game one where they felt they just did not test craig anderson enough uh but definitely you saw washington put a lot of pucks at the net toward uh tuka rask in that game as well so um uh, interesting to see how it goes here, but uh, the f- full game over, I do like, and I like that Boston first period uh, puck line, minus a half, plus 150. Uh, next game is Nashville and Carolina. Uh, we've got the uh, Carolina Hurricanes here, big favorites around minus 190, uh, home favorites in this game. Uh, the total five and a half shaded to the under. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, um, if you're Nashville, you're going to feel like a missed opportunity is what took place in game one. I thought that was when maybe Carolina uh, was their most vulnerable and maybe their best opportunity to beat Carolina was that game uh, the other night, and they just let it slip through their fingers. uh, And they got off to a good start, scored the first goal. They were tied going into the third period of that game, 2-2, and then the floodgates opened uh, once again uh, for Carolina, and they cruised to a 5-2 victory. Uh, Jacob Slavin was a game-time decision in game one. He played through a lower body injury, a game-time decision it looks like again today. It's an ongoing issue for him, but he played through it. I don't think he played that badly either. So give him credit, gutting through that injury. Uh, Nadalkovich obviously back in net tonight for the um, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, UC Soros expected, of course, for Nashville. Uh, For the Nashville Predators, you just got to defend better. And I think if you're UC Soros, look, you're up against it in this series if you're at Nashville. You're not the better of these two teams on paper. You're going to need your goaltending to be A plus 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 plus, and I thought UC Soros was only average, you know, in Game One. I think a couple of those goals he could have done something about them. I think if you're Nashville, you've really got to dummy this thing up, tighten it up, tighten up the screws. You can't get in too much of a up and down affair with Carolina, and that's the beauty of Carolina. They could win both ways if they get in a pace driven game and get in a little bit of a higher scoring, freer flowing trade chances kind of game. They can win that way. And they can win the low-scoring, muck-it-up way. Nashville, to me, can only win the muck-it-up, low-scoring way. So if you're Nashville, you've got to try to play much better defensively here. Uh, I actually do lean to the under in this game. Uh, but, you know, I don't bet a ton. And I'm not really interested in a 5.5 under at minus 140 with that kind of juice attached to it. Uh, not necessarily, but I definitely would look toward the under. And I was on the over in game one, but I thought, look, Carolina's rusty. Carolina didn't have meaningful hockey in the last few games. They'd already clinched the Central. That could be a little bit more of a ragged, up-and-down style of game. And I think that's exactly what we saw in Game 1. I think we're going to see a more tight, structured, uh, lower-scoring style of game tonight. So I lean to the under. And I might actually jump on the same thought process, Alex, as 
Boston with Carolina in the first period with the puck line. I might do that because, look, Rod Brindamore said he didn't like the start for Carolina the other night. He said he, he didn't think they started the game well, which means that's probably a focal point for the Hurricanes going into this game to have a better first period. Uh, and I think he was right to say that. I think he definitely I – th- I think he was right in his assessment there that that was not the greatest first period in the world. Uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes the other night uh, in game one of this series. So I think you'll get a better start from them. Plus 150 with that puck line for Carolina in the first period. I do like that. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Nashville, Carolina. Uh, yeah, this is all hands on deck game for for Nashville. Uh, you, you know, if they can't afford to go down, uh, down 0-2 in, in the series, and the way Carolina got that offense rolling uh, late in the game, like I said, you know, they have to try to muck things up. Uh, you know, control pace and tempo, but that's not really easy to do against this Carolina squad. So, uh, you know, I'm I would possibly even look at not I won't be doing too many of these, but uh, Carolina puck line. I think that you know Carolina can uh, bring that same intensity. They should be able to win once again by margin. Uh, you know, like I said, Nashville. We've been talking about them all year long. Even when they had the the run to get to this fourth playoff spot. Uh, you know, there still were some holes in their game, and I think Carolina is still going to be able to expose them. So uh, I'll put me down for Carolina, um, minus the goal and a half. Uh, you get around plus, I think, 170, if I'm not mistaken. All right, like in the uh, puck line, full game. Uh, Alex B. Smith with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in this one. Um, all goal scorer props posted on Twitter again. Of course, yesterday, I purposely did not post goal scorer props on Twitter uh, last yesterday because I wanted people to tune into the BetCast to find out what I like with those, but I will have them posted on Twitter tonight. I will tell you, there's one in this game that's interesting to me because he had a bunch of shots on goal the last game, game one of this series, and he's going to be down the board a little bit. That's Warren Fogle, Carolina Hurricanes, plus 400, and he's been a playoff goal scorer for this team uh, in past couple seasons. Remember, he scored some big, big playoff goals for the Hurricanes last year uh, when they uh, made a little bit of a run uh, in the playoffs and two years ago as well. Uh, this Carolina team. So uh, keep an eye on him. Uh, Warren Fogle, he's a guy that is a depth forward. He's good for on the four check, goes to the front of the net. He's got a decent release as well in terms of his shot. But he is a guy that we have seen a pattern for him. Run of the mill regular season, but elevates his game in the postseason. He did it two years ago. He did it last year, scored some playoff goals, big ones for Carolina. I think that is your value prop. Uh, in goal scoring tonight in this game for Carolina, uh, Warren Fogle plus 400. And again, uh, he has had definitely some chances uh, in, in, the, in that first game. I remember he got robbed by Soros uh, in one of his uh, opportunities he had the other night. So that's a goal score prop. I will be on that for sure. Plus 400 with uh, Warren Fogle. All right, next up, we've got the first game. Finally, the North Division is ready to join the Stanley Cup playoffs here. Winnipeg Jets. Edmonton Oilers, game one of this series. Edmonton around minus 150 uh, to minus 155 right now. Home favorites, total five and a half here, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, When you look at it for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, not the finish to the regular season they wanted. Uh, It's a question of can they flip the switch and get it rolling again? Uh, That is the big question. Uh, The Jets are hoping to have some of their injuries back. Andrew Kopp uh, is a game-time decision. Uh, for this uh, game, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois hasn't been ruled out, but he looks like he may not go tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Now, he's kind of been disappointing down the stretch, but still, you'd like to have him in there if you're Paul Maurice. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers isn't even confirmed yet. Ha- you know, he be- hasn't been cleared for contact yet. 
So there's a lot of people thinking he's not going to play tonight. And they say a lot of the beat reporters for the Jets here are saying it's hard to imagine he'll be in the lineup tonight for game one, because if you're not been cleared for contact, they've labeled him a game time decision. But, you know, if you really haven't been cleared for contact yet, how much of a chance do you truly have of playing? Like you've not been cleared for contact and you're going to go into the ultimate of contact sports, Stanley Cup playoff hockey. (laughs) <laughs> you know, where the contact is uh, up 10 times what it is in the regular season, the physical play. So, you know, Ehlers is dicey at best right now uh, to play in this game. So you're talking about maybe no Andrew Kopp, who's a good depth forward. Dubois may be out. Ehlers may be out. Stastny was banged up uh, in that game. He didn't practice earlier this week. Growing concern if he's going to be ready to go uh, for this game. Um, so there's question marks, multiple, and Tucker Pullman on the blue line as well uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets, although it does look like he's probably going to be good to go. Uh, but keep an eye on this. We're talking maybe some sh- a shorthanded Jets team tonight uh, in this game. I do like Edmonton anyway, regardless of that. I, and I, this is one of those games where, look, in the playoffs, I don't mind laying a bigger price sometimes. And this one, I'm on the Edmonton side, minus 150 to minus 155. No regulation line. Uh, because of the propensity for the overtime games and the close games uh, and no puck line, none whatsoever. I'll, I'll eat the juice. I'll lay a little bit of a bigger price to go with Edmonton here, minus 150 tonight. Uh, and look, they didn't start the series well against Chicago last year. We know that. Uh, they just dug themselves a hole quickly and early and weren't ready to play. Dave Tippett said we need a great start. I could see that tonight from Edmonton. Learn from your mistakes Last year, look, it's another year older, another year wiser, another year more experienced for so many of these players, McDavid, Dreisaitl uh, and company, Darnell Nurse. And look, Darnell Nurse is not the def- wasn't the defenseman a year ago in the playoffs that he is now. Look at the strides he's made in his career. So I think Edmonton, Alex, they're in a better position to just start better, have a good game one than last year. It was really a new experience, deer in the headlights almost, for Edmonton against Chicago. We thought they were a talented enough team to beat Chicago, but the playoffs, they weren't ready. They weren't ready in any stretch of their game. They didn't have the forward depth. They were, didn't have the punch from the third line uh, that they do now. They didn't have a lot of their defensemen playing at the level that they are now. Tyson Berry's transformed this team. He's had a great season. They didn't have him last year. Like I said, Nurse is now much better than he was last year. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for Edmonton to win game one, get off to the good start in a first-round series that they didn't get off to last year uh, against Chicago. The question is Mike Smith. I'm going to hope we get Mike Smith that we've gotten most of the season. I know down the stretch, he was a little bit not at his best. If you ask me in a couple of those games late in the season, but maybe it's just a late season malaise. Uh, I'm on Edmonton though here, uh, minus 150 uh, in this one. Uh, I think they get the job done. And like I said, this is one of those spots at playoff time. I don't mind laying the extra price. I do lean over the total five and a half as well, because you've got these teams. They haven't played a big time, meaningful game in a while. At first game, you could get a little bit of sloppy play, much like how I felt with Nashville, Carolina going into that game one. So I like the over. I like Edmonton. And Alex, what do you think here? Jets, Oilers. Yeah, I like the Oilers here, and I'm not afraid to take this uh, with the regulation price. This is a, a Edmonton team that's dominated Winnipeg. Uh, you know, and the Jets, they, they you know pretty much backed themselves into the playoffs uh, the way they played down the stretch those last two weeks. I just don't see, especially if they if they have injuries that they got to deal with, where they're going to keep up with this Edmonton team. They know the pressure that's on uh, themselves. You know, the, the McDavid and Drysaddle and company. Like I said, they didn't have a good 
uh, playoff series last year with Chicago. You know, everybody's expecting either them or Toronto to make it out of the North. Uh, so the pr- pressure is, is going to mount. I think I don't think they're going to crumble, at least not early in the series. I think they have the plus advantage in every uh, aspect against Winnipeg. So I'll take the Oilers minus a dollar five in regulation. All right, Edmonton in regulation minus a one oh five for uh, Alex B. Smith. And yes, let's hope that in a, a first round littered with overtime games, we can avoid that tonight potentially with the uh, Edmonton Oilers here against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's unfortunate for Winnipeg. You love to see best on best in the playoffs. You don't want a team just littered with injuries and question marks. And unfortunately for Winnipeg, and they're all in the forward group, you know, Andrew Cott, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Nick Ehlers, and Paul Stastny. And Stastny's not even um, uh, a go for sure either. Yeah, Dubois and Ehlers both out. So we're just hearing that. Yeah, ruled out because you're right. They're just wrapping up morning skates now uh, in Edmonton, I'm sure, right around now. So, yeah, bad news. Uh, Ehlers out. Dubois out. Cop uh, will have to wait and see. Uh, Stastny. It sounds like they might play, but we'll have to wait and see on that. We'll wait to see if we can give you an up, get you an update on those two guys before the end of the show. Uh, St. Louis and Colorado now, final game uh, of tonight's playoff slate. Game two, uh, Colorado just dominant uh, in game one. Uh, that game could have been 7-8-1 or eight, one avalanche the other night, if not for Jordan Bennington. Uh, Colorado here, as you would expect, massive, massive favorites here. Up and around minus 340 even uh, in a lot of spots right now uh, with the Colorado avalanche. Up even minus 380. Uh, approaching minus 400 now as well uh, in some locations. So so obviously they're huge favorites. It's not every day you see one to four favorite uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Total five and a half. It's hard to say that it is not warranted, though. I mean, when you saw game one, I made the tortoise and the hare reference. It's absolutely true. St. Louis is chasing the puck all night. They didn't have the puck for much of that game at all. Uh, Colorado had it all night. They were in the offensive zone. And then when that altitude and thin air kicked in, for a team whose average age, by the way, is north of 30, I'm talking about the St. Louis Blues, and you could see they were just dead tired. They were just gassed. They had sk- stuck in mud skating and quicksand, whatever term you want to use, and Colorado was skating rings and circles around the Blues by the time that third period uh, rolled around. Uh, that was definitely uh, clear to see. And again, if not for Jordan Bennington and absolute heroics from him uh, for much of the night, uh, it's much worse than that four to one final score uh, in game one. Look, I, I just don't know where St. Louis goes. I mean, is there a roster change that Craig Berube can go to to change the series in his team's favor? I'm not so sure. I think this is just a difficult ask for the St. Louis Blues. They were still banged up. They miss Vince Dunn as well. And Colton Pareko, you know, you got to love him for playing through whatever he's playing through, but that ain't 100% Colton Pareko. Uh, not in game one. If you watched him play, not even close. Uh, that's a concern. Like he's trying to give it his all. He knows that this team is up against it in this series with this avalanche team, with the four lines of depth, with six defensemen that can skate like the wind, that can pinch and get back in position because they're just such great skaters. Um, th- he knows they're up against it. So he's trying to play through whatever uh, injury he's got, but he's not at his 100% effectiveness, Colton Pareko. You can tell he's hampered, he's impaired by the injury he's dealing with. That's a concern. Um, You wouldn't think St. Louis is going to try to fire back strong tonight, but at the end of the day, I don't see what keeps this Colorado from getting stronger as the game goes on, much like we saw uh, in game one. And Bennington was just overworked a ton in game one. Sometimes when you face that many shots, the floodgates truly do open 
the next game when you're in net. I'm kind of worried about that for Bennington tonight uh, in this game. Uh, I think St. Louis pushes strong, pushes back strong, but I think they're also going to leave themselves susceptible here to maybe another onslaught of chances, high danger looks again from the Avalanche, and maybe a better chance to capitalize on more of those than just four because of the fact Bennington you know, is now second start in three days in the thin air and altitude. You've got a shit ton of shot volume in game one. You faced a ton of rubber. That can't be good news in terms of freshness. That can't be good news in terms of being able maybe to perform at your best tonight if you're Jordan Bennington going into this game. So I'm not touching a, a puck line or a, obviously the money line or even the regulation line or anything with Colorado. I'm keeping it extremely simple. Team total over three and a half. That's where I'm going with the Colorado Avalanche here in this game. No need to overthink it. No need to overcomplicate it. I don't want to worry about St. Louis and what they do or don't do and trying to avoid a 2 nothing deficit because, you know, they'll throw everything they can at Colorado. But I'm pretty damn sure and pretty damn confident Colorado can get me at least four goals tonight in this game. So for me, it's Colorado team total over 3.5 minus 130. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Blues Avalanche game two. Yeah, I like the total here as well. I like the first period over and the full game over. I think we, we're going to see St. Louis's best tonight, but that still may not be enough. As you mentioned, the way that Colorado's been uh, just absolutely lights out right now. This is a, a dangerous team. And, and I think the fact that they were it was 1-1 at the end of, of the second period, and then that's when Colorado you know started getting things rolling late in the third. They want to get off to a faster start. Uh, you know, and try to put this game away. So I, I I totally agree with you on that team total over, but I think we'll see at least a couple of goals for St. Louis as well. So uh, even money, uh, I'm take a shot with, like I said, a full game over. And the first period over should have cashed last game. That snapped a six-game over streak uh, in the first between these two teams. So I'm going to go right back to the well with that, uh, laying a dollar with five. All right, there we go. First period over one and a half and full game over five and a half for uh, Alex with the uh, Blues and the Avalanche. I wouldn't argue with that. I think there is a chance St. Louis could chip in offensively. uh, And I'd like Colorado personally team total over three and a half here, uh, minus 130. All right, great stuff. That is the uh, Wednesday uh, Stanley Cup playoff slate. Uh, thanks to everyone again for tuning in. And one more time, thanks to everyone for not only tuning in live to watch the BetCast last night, but also those that joined us live on the stream. It was a fun time, to be sure. And I think we will have uh, another one Friday night. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Before we get to best bets, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. Uh, A great time of year, of course. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs daily, MLB PGA Championship this weekend. There's UFC cards most weekends as well. Plenty to get involved with with DraftKings. Uh, when you download the app and sign up for an account, you'll get a deposit bonus, weekly specials, and incentives, cash prizes, bet boosts that you can take advantage of as well. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, it's time for best bets for this Wednesday night Stanley Cup playoff card. Uh, Alex, what do you like for best bet tonight? We're going to go with the Bruins and Capitals first period over one and a half at even money. Uh, Like I said, this is going to be definitely one of those spots where I feel Boston is going to look to jump out and get a a quick start. And uh, like I said, these two teams have, you know, played each other back and forth early in games uh, throughout this season. So we've seen the first period over cash with them uh, two straight, trying to make it three and three, uh, three out of three, I should say, uh, with the first period over between Boston and Washington tonight. All right. 
Washington, Boston, over one and a half first period for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. Uh, Luke Murphy in the chat. Uh, great question. Uh, on the first period bets, is there more value waiting in game to place the bet? Yes, we have addressed this a couple of times, definitely. Wait till like two, three minutes. If you just even wait a couple of minutes, two, three minutes into the yep. first period, uh, an over one and a half, you can go from a minus 120 to a plus 130 or 40. It can happen that quickly. We saw it actually last night uh, while that, we were watching yeah. the Islanders-Penguins game. Uh, 100% oh, yeah, right on say. that. That was yeah. It was it was uh, minus a dollar forty or dollar forty five if you had bet it yesterday during the time we were on air, and then within the eighteen minute mark it dropped all the way to one twenty, and I think at one point it got to one fifty before the first goal was scored. So yes, uh, you know I like to use that tactic for higher priced uh, totals, but yeah, feel free if you see even at a a plus one hundred or you know plus one hundred five, it can be you know one fifty one sixty. So uh, you know you, you got to be really quick with it, but. That's definitely sometimes a, a better option. Yeah, for instance, this is around even money tonight with the uh, Capital Bruin first period over. So it's better priced, much you know cheaper priced. Yeah, uh, when Alex is talking about these, you know, over one, we've seen over one and a half, minus one fifty or minus one sixty even uh, in some games throughout the course of the season. So those are the ones where hey, if you just take your chance, hope that it's a scoreless first four or five minutes of the game. And then you can jump on that over one and a half in that first period and get a better price. And same with a full game over. You know, if you don't like the price of a full game over at the very at pregame, wait for that first four or five minutes, and the price shifts are sometimes worth it uh, in order in terms of waiting, being patient, and then striking with the in-game bet as opposed to uh, betting it pregame, no doubt. But uh, definitely, and these are the kind of things we're, we're going to continue to mention. By the way, when we do the bet casts moving forward, because uh, there's some good strategy that's worth. Uh, worthy of discussion, definitely, when you're talking about betting hockey, especially at playoff time. Uh, great stuff. That is the Wednesday show. Thanks to everyone uh, for tuning in, as always. And the BetCast was awesome last night. Thanks to everyone involved with that. A reminder, you can watch the Ice Guys seven days a week on YouTube, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, you can download the Ice Guys podcast on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. You can find the Ice Guys podcast on all those platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.